Welcome out to episode two of the Marketing to Win podcast. In this episode, I figured I'd practice what I preach as a practitioner. We recently had a change in our weekly recap email. So it's our email that we send out to folks uh, on a weekly basis that overviews the activity of their use of our app. And we were able to drive significant email engagement and product engagement improvements with this touch point. So I wanted to walk through what we did to build that. Hope you enjoy. There's a lot to learn. I'm looking forward to doing this series. I think there's going to be a lot to learn from it, mostly from other people, not me. So <clears throat> glad you're here with us. Uh, I do feel like I need to practice a little what I preach and what I'm getting from others. So I'm going to start with a case of my own. And hopefully there's some things that you can learn from it. <clears throat> we found some really fun results, and so I wanted to share those. And this is actually really recent. This is something we've been running for the last four weeks or so. So it's been fun. Uh, <clears throat> if you don't know what we do at CloudUp, we have a little tool that sits on your desktop that makes it really easy to share, well, to capture and share screenshots and videos uh, instantly. So you, you capture the content really fast, you, know, you can annotate it, and then immediately when you've done that, a shareable link is copied to your clipboard and you can you know, send it to whoever you need to. It really makes workflow easy and um, super fast. We are a freemium model, so we get a ton of uh, people coming in and our one of our big goals lately has been doing better at activating those folks. So getting them to use the app and uh, uh, and actively use the app and you know be retained and use it over time. So there's a lot of different things we've done in place, uh, put in place with you know onboarding and things like that. Uh, one continual thing we do to help retention is an email. We'll call our our weekly recap. And what that email does is it, it gives our users information on how they used CloudApp and their activity. Uh, other firms do similar things to this. You know, Grammarly does something like that. Um, I, Google has some interesting things with like if you've left reviews or whatever. So uh, this is our version and there were some things that we needed to change to try and make it better. So a couple of the key things that we ran into were that we wanted to obviously get more people to use the app and we wanted to give them a little more value. So uh, I will explain for those on audio with the podcast, I'll, I'll talk you through it and try and <clears throat> um, make sure that you don't lose too much out of the visuals that I'm walking through here on the video. Uh, but uh, there were some big things we needed to accomplish. So the first one was that this our old weekly recap, which is sent out every Monday morning, has been around for a while. And we've made some branding updates and we needed to match those up. So the old email had a kind of like lightish blue gray background, uh, it had this green little bar at the top. Some of the text, it just the design of the email looks a little dated, at least to me it does. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of you know minimalistic design right now, and uh, there's 
a lot packed into these boxes of content within within the email and so I felt like it needed to lighten up a little bit uh, this I'll, I'll walk through how we you know a little bit of the content that we had in here um, we want people to know what they did and how much time they saved with our app right so that's that's our main pitch is that if you use cloud app within your workflow and all the other stuff you do uh, it speeds things up and so you save a lot of time so we tell people how many in the at least in the old in the old email we told folks how many pieces of content they created which we call drops how much time they saved from creating those drops and then the day of the week that they were most active um, then there is and, and quite honestly that's the extent of the information of usage that we give that we used to give people there was a section on new updates and features and then one that we you know asked people to share share the app to increase uh, virality and stuff uh, so <clears throat> things missing here there you know we we actually even right before we changed this up there were quite a few there was a few people that had given us compliments for it and they said they liked it but for me I felt like it was a little superficial there wasn't enough meat and you know good enough value in here for people to come back and our open rates were reflecting that a little bit they were dropping now um, <clears throat> while the open rates themselves are be were below benchmarks of what you might see in something like a newsletter um, they were still at a point I was comfortable with for several reasons um, one of which is that this email gets sent to not just the active users but also the people that have dropped off for a while so we don't send it to the really old ones but we would send it to individuals who hadn't used it for several weeks because if you get an email saying hey you haven't used cloud up for a while and then you see you know the zero minutes in time saved and even better if they used it for a while and there's like a to date or total minutes saved and you know they're not adding on to it they can see that you know that might be a good idea to start using it again so it's a reactivation thing and we actually define the conversion of this email by that so if an individual has not used cloud app in seven days then they get this email and then use cloud app then uh, that marks it as a conversion so <clears throat> um, and I didn't feel like the content in here so drops created just time saved and most active day really gave folks enough um, reason to get back in to cloud app to use it so big things are that we we wanted to increase visibility so this was getting a little stale and we you know open rates we just wanted people to get more people to consume it so it needed probably a refresh to do that we needed to match branding because we had made some branding updates so if you go to get cloudup.com our site you can see the difference now we really you know bought into this white space um, kind of minimalistic there's no green really on here like like this so that was out of our palette so um, we needed to make those updates <clears throat> and then we want to do you know improve retention okay so what we moved to and why we made those changes so 
right off the beginning. If you're on the video, you can see uh, we went with a white minimalistic background. I had found a template that would work. And uh, <clears throat> really matches well the design of our website. This was uh, really important for me because I think there's, it, at least in marketing there, especially, and especially the B2B space, what I've noticed with a lot of in, um, companies' emails, um, the marketing ops and email folks are really good at process. They're good at uh, you know, delivering valuable content. But sometimes the design, because we're working fast, and you know, um, I'm actually going to conflict myself a little bit here. There are times where I don't feel like design is as important, um, and we spend too much time on it. But in this case, I felt like it was important because when your experience and the branding and the content and the feel of that content matches across all channels, it makes the brand seem like it's got it together. Uh, I've signed up for several uh, companies, you know, email threads and stuff, and uh, and even here we've got it a little bit that I'm trying to fix up. That it's not the same. You come here and it's like, okay, website is clean, white. I I see the color trend here, and then you come, you get a web, you get an email from that company, and it's totally different, right? Like different color palette. Um, doesn't have the same feel. Um, my copy might even be, you know, the way it's written different. And while I don't think it's a negative experience, I do feel like there is added trust subconsciously that the brand has got it together if it, you know, if the design is unified. So uh, in this case, that was really important to me. Uh, I wanted it to be familiar when we had this new one. So uh, the beginning content is essentially the same. Uh, we call it our productivity dashboard now, but we lead out with drops created, time saved, and the most active day in the week. I made some changes to way, the way the most active day of the week was presented. And uh, before, it, there was a, it had its own like section here and listed out, all, listed out all the days of the week, and the one that was most active was highlighted. Um, visually, I think that's really compelling, but there was more stuff that I wanted to get done with this new one, so I cut it down and made it so all they had to do was read in a single space to get the information uh, that they were, you know, as far as the most active day. Here you'd have to read in two spots, most active day in the box on the left, and then analyze the graph. So I feel like it's a little bit faster and it doesn't take as much space because uh, we're not you know putting in all of the days that you weren't active or most active. Uh, so we have the bare but we have the same stuff and it leads out with the same. So I wanted it to be a little bit familiar. Then we augmented and added to the information around your content. So we decided to show people, okay, you, you might have created 86 drops last week. Here is how that splits out against over different content types with screenshots, videos, annotations, GIFs, and then generic file uploads like you can drag and drop um, anything to Cloud App and have a shareable link. Uh, <clears throat> this is a small play too to increase uh, product usage depth. 
right? Or breadth or whatever is the right word there. Um, typically, uh, it is often that we see certain users just use maybe just screenshots um, or even maybe they just use us for file uploads. And we wanted to make sure that they were aware, that users were aware of the other things that they can do. And so, you know, it's never fun to see a C zero. <laughs> and uh, visually, I think having these, you know, we got screenshots, videos, and annotations, which I think are the premier use cases of our app, and then GIFs and files below that in text. And we wanted to also add some team information for those that have paid accounts and are on, um, you know, multiple users to account. So uh, this is going to be iterative and we're going to add more over time, which will be fun. But for now, we just added the total team drops, how you stack up in content creation amongst those on your team, and then the weekly contribution. So uh, we, we add a little extra CTA there to invite new team members. So that's a growth hack, but the focus is really, you know, just creating a little bit of sense of competition and camaraderie from those that use the app. Um, hopefully sparking conversation about cloud app internally as like an organic thing. And then lastly, we added, which this, this kind of is similar to the new features, although we've um, it's more activation focused, so it's core features instead. And you know, when you first sign up, none of these core features will be checked, and they'll be checked as you do them. And then you know, you've, you're congratulated if if you reach them all. There is a subtle uh, paywall uh, CTA here. Uh, one of the core features we've listed is a call to action which is essentially you can put a button on your content that sends people to where you want them to go. And it's a paid account feature only. So while we're not asking, we're not asking anybody to upgrade here, but um, we do call attention to that one of the most important fe features we feel like exists is under the paywall. And, um, you know, I don't think I need to explain too much farther beyond that on what the point is. So <clears throat> what did we get with, from this? Uh, <clears throat> as I said, we open rates b beforehand were, uh, for this kind of a newsletter, were lower than average. They're around, you know, 15 and a half-ish percent uh, in the aggregate over several weeks. And that had been and that was like the low, they had been slowly declining a little bit. It was getting a little stale. We moved and, and open rate benchmarks are, you have to take them with a grain of salt, I think, because there's so many dependent factors, right? Uh, one of which I think is the biggest one is uh, just your database size. Uh, our, especially for cloud app, our database size for the, size of our company is massive um, and like I went to a HubSpot uh, user group me meeting uh, several months ago and in the course of the presentation there were a few people talking about the size of their databases and somebody says 10,000 one person said 30,000 maybe I think another one said like a hundred and I'm thinking to myself like and they've got like bigger marketing teams right and I'm 
thinking, oh my goodness, like we get that sometimes depending on, in like a couple of weeks, not the hundred, by the way, but some of these other numbers we get in like a couple of weeks and that's their whole database that they're nurturing, right? So a lot of times with like the big databases and stuff, you might get a lot of stuff incoming and maybe the intent isn't as higher. So you have to accept different metrics than what somebody else might and establish your own benchmarks. So benchmarks are always just a, you know, like a starter point, maybe like, okay, this is generally what people get. I know now that as I start sending emails, I know maybe let's see if I get close to that. If you're lower than that, then, or above it, quite honestly, uh, answers just need to be found for your specific context because <clears throat> otherwise you're going to get caught up in stuff that doesn't apply to your audience and messaging and your own marketing tactics, and that's going to get you into trouble. So in our case, 15% was okay, and I was actually okay with it in the sense of like it wasn't detrimental to our business efforts. Of course, I wanted it bigger. We were able to move the open rates from this from 15% to the first two peaked out at 22. So that's over a 33% increase in open rates. And it was awesome because um, the fresh content, I think the trust that it is immediately established by the design elements I was talking about is getting people to come back and we haven't seen a drop off yet. We'll see over time if, you know, people get tired of it or whatever. Um, but initially it's been good. The more important thing though is that the open rates led us to the potential to achieve what we were really hoping to achieve. In this new version, in the old version two, we don't actually send people anywhere. Um, the goal of this content is just purely consumption that hopefully helps motivate them to do something in the app. Uh, obviously we can't get like a time on email type metric, <clears throat> but our conversion rates for this old one, meaning again, let me review, if they hadn't used the app in seven days and then used it after receiving this, was around seven to seven and a half percent. With this new email, we're over nine. 9%. So a massive jump in conversion rates. And when you're talking about thousands of users, that's a pretty good bump. That's a nice bump um, to what you're trying to achieve. Uh, it's interesting because not all the time it, do you tackle big campaigns like this and see immediate results. As At least as large as the, what we've seen. I would say most of the time it's a really iterative process that you uh, tackle, you know, from now on, like what we tackle with this email here is going to be iterative, right? We're going to look at, okay, is there team information that's more valuable than this that will, you know, people are going to enjoy more? Uh, are there more, is there like additional user specific information that we can add? Can we add more of these core features so that if they, you know, like if they've completed all of them, it switches out to a new set and they have to start over with like a new, more in-depth set. Those kinds of changes are going to be really, uh, really small over time that slowly add up. However, 
occasionally you run into like moments and things within your marketing and campaigns where you understand you can see that there's a difference from that you need to make from this to go to something like this we didn't know or necessarily predict the kind of improvement that we got but what it tells me is that there are certain things um, that can yield really massive results you have to do them with intention though if I just say if I just look at this old email and I say to myself I don't like it I want to make it prettier you're going to run into issues right it's not accomplishing what the intention really because it's putting yourself in the mind of the consumer as a consumer as a user of cloud app when I see this there's certain things missing I don't have as much trust in the brand I wish there was more information it's not as fun as it could be right so when you put yourself in that mindset and then try and actually deliver then uh, well you, it's hard to predict the positive outcomes that come out of it so uh, fun exercise that we had uh, hopefully you can take some lessons to it to your own work and in the future we'll have interviews with other people that uh, have had similar you know innovative fun um, case studies that we want to share so Thanks for joining.